You're listening to a Big Finish production. You will move ahead of us and follow my directions this way. Atomics of you! Friendship! This is the Big Finish podcast audibly squirted in your direction on the 16th of September 2018. <laughs> Unique and Benji. Yeah, quite. Yes, well, the place is crawling with Daleks. You are very welcome to our lovely podcast about this. It's, I can't keep it up because I've just. <laughs> no, re- you certainly can't. Yeah, but quite. You sound like something funny's happened to you. <laughs> Hello, welcome. Do you welcome need a doctor? To- yes. Yes, well, quite. <laughs> yes, well, you are very welcome to our lovely podcast about this, your big Finnish world of audiobooks and audio drama. Come in, put your feet up, allow your ear things to be flooded with goodness. I am Benji Clifford. And I am Nick Briggs, and we have got all your favourite podcast regular features for you. Just scrolling the script upwards there, I realised that I was virtually incapable of reading while text is <laughs> I just, uh, oh, it's I'm, gone. Uh, no, I can't read it anymore. <laughs> uh, latest releases reviewed, exciting competitions, big finish news, listeners' emails, hopefully not slagging us off, and the randomoid selectatron randomly selecting a big finish production from our vast archive for us to have a chat about and give you a 25% discount on <laughs> just added that in oh, look at that marvellous marvellous stuff yes and along the way we will be hearing from two of our esteemed long serving composers that there Jamie Robertson and Howard Carter and they'll be telling us all about the theme tunes you see that they've created for Big Finish and they've done a lot of them haven't they, you know, they they've are, done they're a, very themed uh, yes. they are very themed job lot stuff there uh, and that's our guest star slot for this week and then we'll be finishing off with a 15-minute drama tease from Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, The Dalek Occupation of Winter, which is going down a storm. I like it. A snowstorm, one could say. <laughs> uh, talking of which, it is time now for us to get on with our latest releases. And this week, we are indeed talking about the Dalek occupation of winter, starring... I was about to say Maureen... I was about to say Starreen O'Brien. Starring Maureen O'Brien. Purvis. <laughs> Starring almost sounds like a name. But yes, it's starring Maureen O'Brien and Peter Purvis, uh, and from the Doctor Who Monthly Adventures, The Dispossessed, starring Sylvester McCoy, Bonnie Langford, and Sophie Aldred. Few people knew what the planet was called called because few people knew it was there. After all, it was so very far away. And it was cold. It sat there in space, alone, unspoiled, and devoid of life. Except for one area. And Paul Simpson from Sci-Fi Bulletin is right in there with the Dalek occupation of winter saying a stunning debut on the range and one of the best Dalek stories for some time. Ten slash ten, which means ten out of ten in English. Blogger who, <laughs> Blogger who says the Dalek occupation of winter is a unique take on a classic Dar- Dalek. Dalek. The Daleks. The Daleks, you know. The Dalek uh, occupation of winter uh, is a unique take on a classic Dalek story format featuring plenty of interesting developments and re-establish the Daleks as a credible threat. If you're looking for a story that doesn't go the way you'd expect it to, then this really couldn't come recommended any higher. Oh, what's that? 
Which is stuff very unexpected. It was great fun to do. Tony Filer, uh, is it Bill Filer in uh, Claws of Axos? I believe, I, it, I, believe, I, I believe it could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill Filer, who's got a gruff voice and not a very good American accent. <laughs> um, yes, well, Tony, his son, from Mass Movement, says, In short, the Dalek occupation of winter is an absolute belter with which to launch the fifth series of early adventures. Its energy strained like a high violin note. Its <laughs> life vivid in its normality. And it was... It's life vivid in its normality. And the performance is slick and sharp and hopeful by turns as the arrival of the newcomers and the questions they ask brings the reality of winter to the unwilling light of day. Feed it into your ears today and prepare to shiver. That's nice. I love the feeding into the ears. Very <laughs> nice. It's very. I like prepare to shiver. Yeah. In fact, we like every single word in that, Tony. Perhaps not in the same order as you wrote it, but but all of them I would take randomly and lovingly uh, embroider them into a sort of patchwork quilt Ooh, and put them on my shed wall. That's what I'd do with that, Tony, and give my rega- regards okay. and, and regards. <laughs> give me regards to, to uh, uh, Bill Filer, your uh, father. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Not his dad at all. I don't mind it though. <laughs> hey, Philo. Hey, doctor. What about the axons? Yes, well, quite. You know, it could be his father. You never know. You never know. You never. Know. Tell me this: Why would you surround an area of wasteland with keep-out signs and barbed wire? There's nothing here. We should go. Yeah, I don't like it here. Let's make tracks, Professor. New arrivals. Interesting. Should I kill them? Hmm. Not yet, perhaps. Let's observe. And so, of course, the dispossessed. Now, we had a lot of words there, but this is a slightly condensed uh, one, but it's straight to the point, and I think rather good. Sci-Fi Bulletin here says, A highly enjoyable and engrossing tale. Nine out of ten. Well, you see, Paul Simpson does these lovely verdicts at the bottom of the review, really. Mm. Which that is nice. Just straight to the point. That was Piffy. just bang. Piffy. Yes. So there you go. Nine out of ten. Highly enjoyable and engrossing. I feel we should review the reviews. I do like reviewing the reviews. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, they get to do all the reviewing. Why can't we review them? Absolutely. You know, that's yeah. what it's about, isn't it? We should try and find a really unfavourable review, as per the request of one of our listeners a while back, but then really rip it apart. Really, really. <laughs> In a really. kind of, like, really proving that we just can't take any criticism yeah, at all. They like, get really sort of knocked about it. What do you mean? What do you mean it was no good? What I, do you I, mean? I spent, I spent literally days working on that. Well, he can't anyway. talk. He used a double negative. Um. <laughs> No, look, he spelled, he missed a letter out. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Blog to Who says the dispossessed is a tight story that doesn't take many risks, but doesn't need to. Sometimes it's nice to have a story simply be a story and not try to blow listeners' minds with plot twists and jokes. <laughs> Performances are all excellent, and the growing arc is intriguing, though not overwhelming. Well, you, I would hate you to be overwhelmed by an arc. I mean, that, that nearly happened to Noah, didn't it? It did, uh, and uh, no, maybe and, I'm and getting the story around the wrong way. <laughs> the performances are all excellent, and the great... Oh, I've read that bit. Sorry, I've, I've got chronic hysteresis. Uh, if this is the first Seventh Doctor story you pick up, you're not going to be lost or confused. 
<laughs> That's a good recommendation. It's a well-told and executed story. The kind of story that is comfortable to revisit when you simply want a good audio. That's a sort of warm, fuzzy review, isn't it? I'm liking the idea that if you pick up this Sylvester McCoy story, it's got a built-in yeah. compass and a map, so you'll never be lost or confused. <laughs> People go, go, oh, great, we have to go north. It's fine. It's a, we oh. think of everything. It doesn't have a, a compass and a map, but what an idea. What an yeah, idea. when you simply want a good audio, that's quite good, isn't it? I, I mean, think it really is. I mean, you'd never simply want a bad audio. I want to listen to something that I'm really not going to enjoy today. You'd want to listen to something good, wouldn't you? So I think, I think that's a very smart point they made there. Def- definitely, I think so. I like yeah. to think so. Yes. We've got Peter well McAlpine done. of the Mass Movement, or Just Mass oh, yeah. Movement, says, yes. The dispossessed oozes with a creepiness just below its surface, and yet showcases just enough action and humour to keep its audience on its toes. It's a delightful hybrid of a tale that is familiar enough to feel like a 1980s Doctor Who story, or it just says 1980s Doctor Who, I just added words, and yet just, distinct... Just add as many as you like. Yeah, why not? And yet distinct enough to often feel like something completely completely different. Director Jamie Anderson seems to intuitively understand the nuances of his cast members and guides them from strength to strength in this compelling story. A definite winner this month. Well, that's brilliant. I'd just like to say, you know, Jamie Anderson, I taught him everything he knows. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I know. It's him. He did it. He did it. He he did it. Do you know what I mean? Now, the thing about mass movement is... It's impossible to find on the internet. The only way I can find it is find a previous release that's been reviewed on the Big Finish site and click on the link, and then I find it. But if you type mass movement into Google... <laughs> I imagine that you can get hundreds of different things. Oh, you know, yeah, you I know, think there are a lot of mass movements around, and, aren't there? And, and it's a sh- Yeah, well, it's a mass movement, isn't it? It is. Uh, it's a mass movement of mass movements. But I do think it's a wonderful site. I've always been a huge, huge fan of it. I mean, not just because they give us positive reviews, because they do always. Um, I just think it's just a, a bunch of really nice people writing some great stuff. Um, and it's such a shame that um, it's not easily locatable on go- on Google. I don't want to say the other Gog- the real Google, words. Google, Google, Google. That's it. There are a lot of things like that that are difficult to find online. But then once you find them, you're in a good place. Well, you'd think that I'm always typing it in. So you'd think that Google Goggle would uh, recognise that I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Because it presents things you often look for, doesn't it? And I, it just never comes up. Yeah, no, you are right. I've just, I've just tried to narrow it down with mass movement Doctor Who, thinking that would, yeah, that would, but no, not, not a clue, not, not at all, not at all, nothing. I know it's a shame, and it's a, it's an injustice, and I'd like to start the crusade to do something about it. Yeah, it know. came on the no, in, on the halfway actually. down the second page. Uh, Oh, to, well, to be see, fair, I never go to the second page. Do you? I to be, to be fair, it is their, their their address is massmovement.co.uk. <laughs> well, that's something I want to remember. <laughs> uh, oh dear, fun times, fun times. Right, just before we go, here's a lovely tweet about the Eleventh Doctor Chronicles. Ken Holtzhauser on Twitter says sorry Ken I have a bit of trouble saying your name that's my fault I've been listening to Big Finish and Jake Dudman in the excellent 11th Doctor Chronicles two stories in and it's a veritable love letter to this era of the programme and Jacob Dudman is brilliant Big Finish 
has really been on a roll this year. Bravo. Cheese roll, I believe. Um, I had an email from Jake the other day because I was in contact with him. He's in a treehouse in Wales. I love <laughs> so that. Fair that enough. That's a random fact. Fair enough. So if you're in Wales, just keep an eye on the trees. <laughs> keep an eye on the trees. Sounds like something you'd say in a sort of 60s programme, isn't it? You know, like a bunch of soldiers going through the woods. Keep an eye on the trees. Yeah. Uh, and on that rather nice tree-like note, uh, we depart now from our latest tree releases, uh, yes. certain in knowledge that there'll be more trees next week. Let's get to the root of this. Very droll, very droll. Coming up very soon, we allow Benji to indulge himself to the max with listeners' emails. And that section will also include us wrapping up our current competition, rappy, rappy, rap, rap, and unwrapping a new one. Both of us were desperately looking for something paper. to make a wrapping noise. I mean, neither of us have got any wrapping paper. That is a national scandal. The, the only thing I've got, and this is horrible for everybody in there, the only thing I've got is, is a tissue yeah. from when I had a nosebleed. Oh, so that's not very nice, sake. is it? So, <laughs> I um, can sort of fake it with this piece of paper that's got a big finished sales report on. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, that's nice. It's a nice crisp bit of paper, that, actually. I see the, uh, the Sherlock Holmes adventures are doing pretty well. Um, but before all that nonsense, it's time for the Ruddy Big Finish news. And in the news this week, Star Cops Series 2 trailer, Big Finish Day, 3rd of November at The Quad in Derby, and that's sold out, by the way, uh, uh, and the podcast download button. Yes. Mm, So, first up, this December sees the hotly anticipated second series of Big Finish's revival of the 1980s space adventure crime thriller series Star Cops featuring the stars from the original together with brand new characters. Wrote a bit of a long sentence there. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. The group have been doing almost nothing for years. Small-scale protests, not much more. Then Charles Harding came along. He was inspiring. He promised direct action, real impact, real change. I got a message. Charles was dead. We were all to lie low and wait. We're flying blind and the controls won't respond, so we can't get to the moon. We're approaching it blind and at full speed. Shailen Moss. Just when we thought Mother Earth was a thing of the past. Commander Nathan Spring on the ISPF. Why would Mother Earth want to kill one of their own activists? Chief Superintendent Priya Vassal. If you harm my officer, I won't be able to protect you. With respect, shift your ass. Inspector Powell Kinsey. Armed police, stand still. Shoot her! Oh. Inspector Colin Davis. We can't get to those rocks without giving him a clear... Oh. Oh. Inspector Paul Bailey. Moonbase is about to become uninhabitable, and there's nothing we can do about it. Nathan! Nathan! Oh. Come on, one of you! Nathan, did you get out? Star Cops, Series 2. Did they get clear? Tell me they got clear. Big finish. We love stories. Now tell me that isn't exciting. I, I can't, I can't. I mean, it is. It, 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 it really is exciting. Tis, Thank tis, you. tis. Yeah. I can't Good. remember why I was in the studio, but I was in the studio trailer. for when they were recording that. But I can't really. There was there was a reason I was there, but I can't actually remember why. But I was there. <laughs> ah. Well, so everyone make a note of that. Um, Martin Montague did the uh, sound design and and also put together the trailer. He's amazing. He and that trailer 
it it repeatedly punches you. He's a clever man. He's he's, a, he's and he's particularly good at trailers. I would say he's a, a wizard at the trailers. He's very good. Yeah. He's got good good. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Haircut. Is Intu- intuition? He's got good haircut. But you know, like he knows he's got good judgment of what needs to happen yeah. and where. But yeah, he has got good haircut. Very sharp. Sharp yeah. haircut. We ought yeah. to do an interview with him, actually. You know, yeah, for about a, about, about, about his, his hair eating. About his hair. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'd, he'd be good in an interview as well because he's he's always got good stories. He's always well. He used to present on radio as well, yeah. so he's you know he can he can talk. He can he, talk. He, he, he can talk. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> he's also presented this podcast before now, hasn't he? When I've been yes, yeah. Or something. yeah, yeah. It's one of one yeah. of one of a few of my different co-presenters over the course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so then on to the delight that is to be. Yes, long awaited and coming your way in but a short time. The completely sold out event of the year. <laughs> it's Big Finish Day 2018 at <gasps> the Quad in Derby on the 3rd of November. Headline guests are, of course, Sylvester McCoy and Louise Jameson, but there'll be a whole host of other Big Finish guests for you to meet. And have entertain you. Uh, we know that a big part of conventions these days is the whole autograph thing. So here's the rules you're all anxious to know about. They're Stay available. attention. Listen, everybody. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Here's the rules. Well, Steve Hatcher from the Hoovers is putting these on Gall- Gallifrey Base and uh, sellotaping them to his forehead, I think. Um, and they're also on the Big Finish site in our events section. But anyway, just to tell you now, um, uh, you know, so that you don't have to bother to do that, pretty much like John Ryan puts all the information from this podcast on Facebook so you don't have to bother to listen to it. Hi, John. See you at Big Finish Day. <laughs> uh, Big Finish guests uh, will sign any Big Finish item for free with a limit of up to 10 items on pre-purchased items. But if you buy more than 10 Big Finish items on the day, well, you'll be able to get them all signed for free. So there you go, because we'd love you to come and buy stuff. Oh, oh, uh, on uh, One non-Big Finish item will be signed by Big Finish guests for free. There'll be a charge for others. Uh, some guests may charge for special additional items that they are selling themselves. I hope that clears everything up. I know the, the, the autograph thing is, is massive, and I often underestimate that. There was one big finish day where I had to get home and I had to dash off and I upset a lot of people by not staying to do autographs. I'm bitterly sorry about that. I just like the idea of additional items that people might be selling. Just this idea of like a, a, a branded selection of lampshades. Um, <laughs> How did you know I'd got those? <laughs> Dalek lampshades. Um, a, uh, a Sylvester McCoy scented candle kit would be quite nice, <laughs> wouldn't it? Or a- <laughs> You know, just trying to I think of that ludicrous ideas. Do you know there's a great thing actually on Etsy? I'm just going to say because this is great, but there's this person that makes candles, that scented yes. candles on Etsy. You on, don't say on Etsy. I know, but they're all um, they're really cool because they're all kind of themed around fictional. Rosie, be quiet. Sorry, my dog's in the room. Um, oh, I couldn't. I couldn't hear her. Oh, she she gets sad. She doesn't like being shut in a room, but she has to because there's stuff going on downstairs. But yes, yeah, so this person on Etsy, they off. they make uh, fictional candles and and they kind of design scents for them. So they've got one for the TARDIS interior, which oh. is really nice. They've got one. My favourite one though. Be quiet. My favourite one though it. is um is uh, Sherlock Holmes study, which has got pipe tobacco. In the um, in the, it's meant to smell like old books and pipe tobacco. 
I thought it's rather got tobacco in it. That's actually harmful to your health. Well, you know, sprinkles of it, not like not just tobacco. Oh, just, like, just sprinkles of cancer. That's just, fine then. Well, you know, but I'm just saying that they're like themed <laughs> themed candles. Yeah. But I, I just the hardest one licensed. Of course it isn't, but you know these things aren't, what? are they? There's also one. I think there's I'm one phoning mi- the BBC now. There's Hello? one about Middle Earth as well, Send or Hobbits or something. Letter. Yeah, tell them. There's some uh, got some got some information in. Got some uh, dodgy candles. Yeah, dodgy. So what does the TARDIS one smell like? Let me find out. Let me have a look. Smells like illegal products. <laughs> well, I like the idea though of like scented, Unlicensed. nice, nice scented candles. Um, which have a sort of the, here we go. Oh, I can hear Rosie you can hear now. Her there? I know. Oh, Rosie, we all feel quite sorry for you. It's really, it's really sad. What you she, need is a scented candle. She does need it. it, it um, the scent sprinkles of <laughs> lethal substance. Um, apparently, it smells of blueberry and lemon sugar, which is right. a very tardisy uh, smell. Apparently, I don't know is if it's it? the same the same one though, but. Um, because it doesn't sound as sophisticated as the others. I seem to remember that Lucy Miller in the Eighth Doctor Adventures described the uh, the smell of the TARDIS control room. I can't remember what it was. I think it was something to do with mothballs and aniseed or something. I can't remember. I, something like that. That's quite a sophisticated set of smells, isn't it? Really? Yeah. No. Not it- altogether pleasant. Here we go. See, this is the this is the actual one here. This is this is right. So they've got um. Uh, white tea and ginger is what they think uh, the TARDIS smells like, which I can kind of, I can kind of get. White tea. Yeah, so it's, it's a tea. blend of citrus notes, exotic se- uh, spices, and beautiful jasmine. Soft tea notes uh, round out this exciting fragrance. Listen, we were supposed to be talking about a big finish. Day. I know. I just, I just, I, was, I, was, I just meant, I just mentioned uh, a scented candle. That's all. But yes, big. You did. F- and I did ask the question, didn't I? I tell you, I want to let her out because she's just going to irritate me. Let the dog out. Who let the dogs oh. out? Ho, 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 ho. There she goes. That's good. She's gone downstairs to savage the um, whoever's visiting Benji's household. Stupid dog. <laughs> that seems a little... She looked at me as if I was going to follow her. Like, well, I'm, I'm busy. Can't you see I'm doing things? Yeah, Silly I mean, do, isn't it funny how dogs don't understand about podcasts? They don't. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but dogs should understand, and if they don't, then we'll explain it. But Big Finish Day is an awesome... It's like a, it's a convention themed all around Big Finish, and it's not just, you know slightly big finish this is as big finish as it gets because there are so many different people from all different parts of our big finish world uh coming together in one place yeah some people coming from america and there'll be some uh, there'll be a cosplay competition uh so get your cosplay going and uh also i will award a special pl- prize a plant and a, and a, and a prize I don't know what it's going to be uh, for anyone who comes as Horror Blakey. Uh, uh, I, I, hate you, I hate you with this scythe. <laughs> and finally, uh, a, a bit of very boring news. So I'll try and read it in my most interesting voice. If you download the Big Finish podcast from our website at bigfinish.com on the home page, you may have experienced 
problems. We've got a broken download button. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> it does work, though, if you press control. <laughs> Unbelievable. You'll get an option to save link as, and if you click that, the file will download. But I know many of you stream it from the homepage or download it from the podcast range page or iTunes and all that malarkey, and there are no issues there. Everything else is fine, fine, fine. But just to let you know, if you have been having that problem, I think one person wrote in. Um, well, so they that. should. So well, they should. Right, yeah, but anyway, so there you go. Finished. Yeah, well, that concludes the news there. Uh, control click that. Uh, yeah, so now it's time to carry on, I think, with our guest star interview, isn't it? Is it? It's my it's my isn't job it? to intro those are you, things. Are you intro? Okay, well, you can intro that thing. I was I was introing you introing. You know, I was Don't saying presume to intro me <laughs> introing my intro. <laughs> How dare you? How very dare you, sir? Coming up soon. I chat to big Finnish composers Jamie Robertson and Howard Carter in the first part of a feature that will run over a number of podcasts. How many, frankly, I've no idea currently. <laughs> we had quite a chat. But now, please, please, please contain your excitement. Take a deep breath. It's listeners' emails. <laughs> Yes, well, everybody knows it. I know it. Yes. Well, I think I know yes, it. Well. I love an email. Emails are terrific. They are yeah, the lifeblood of, of me, I suppose, really. You know, what flows you. through my veins is just a series of different emails. A lot of it's spam, but it's okay because, you know, you can't avoid it. Even Wonderful after they spam. put that rule through, you know, they were like, people have to stop sending you this marketing rubbish. Still get uh, it. Unbelievable. Oh, masses and masses of it. I, 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 the other day it was like it was saying Google you've come to your limits on your emails I thought no I've not so I went through uh, I think it was Forbidden Planet of all places just went through and just saw I'd, I'd had about you know 500 odd newsletters from them which yeah. I've never read so I just went through and deleted them all and bang got loads of space again Bad but yes move. but I've always got room for big Finnish emails because all you lovely people are worth reading and if you want to email in to us you can at podcast at bigfinish.com that's podcast at bigfinish.com underline sorted so first up then you might recognise his name hmm? uh, this one here from Paul Cornell um, I think it must be that Paul Cornell. Otherwise, he's got a really fun doppelganger who just happens to love Doctor Who and, and podcasts. Um, but yeah, so we've got here. I just thought I'd drop you a line for your letters page about how much I'm enjoying the BF Star Cops. I've been delighted by Mother Earth, despite missing the original Star Cops theme tune. Yeah, I mean, it isn't easy. Was it? It isn't easy. It wasn't easy. It won't be easy. It won't be easy. That's it. See, who knows? It's not easy. Uh, no, seriously. Back in the day, it fitted the show so well. The big finished version well, look, makes. I'd just like to take issue with that straight away. I think <laughs> Paul's a bit younger than me, isn't he? I don't know. I think I was old enough to be a miserable moaning. <laughs> billiard ball back 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 in those days so seriously it it was it was terrible back then as well (laughs) i love justin hayward i think i love the moody blues but this was a it was it 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 didn't fit the show it kind of gave a signal to the audience in my view obviously obviously paul and i disagree about this won't be news to paul um it just to me it kind of 
started the show off on a bad footing. You know, people immediately just went, oh, what is this? Or this sort of, you know, pootling around sentimental music. And the series isn't like that at all. It doesn't capture the... T- if, that, if that series had had a better... This is my controversial <laughs> point of view. If that series had had a better, more apposite theme tune, it would have done better because it would have, it would have engaged people. And it was all... And so people thought... And just... It, it just coloured people... Helped colour people's view of it, I think certainly did mine as you can tell as you can it's tell it's a great yeah. series and we've done a fantastic job with it I can say that because I've had nothing to do with it except <laughs> listen to it and go that's and good well Paul here says on the Big Finish version the Big Finish version makes some very good decisions about subtly reimagining the series but is nevertheless a faithful continuation of the Star Cop spirit for example this is the near future of now rather than the near future of the 1980s so there's no mention of the Soviets uh, the dialogue Don't mention the Soviets no 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 no, no. quite 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 um, the dialogue doesn't attempt to be a pastiche of Chris Boucher, but instead has a mood of its own that's crisp police procedural. The new characters fit in immediately. It's all exactly as if a second TV season had a new lead writer who gently reformatted the show. Which I guess is exactly what Andrew Smith has done, bringing his police experience to bear in all sorts of little research details. These feel like real coppers. All in all, it's a tremendous listen, a brilliant relaunch. Well done, Big Finish. Scroll, scroll, scroll. I'm also loving the recent Blake 7, by the way. I take the app with me on my long walks, so Big Finish is now a big part of my entertainment. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. It's good for that. They are good for long walks, yeah. I have to admit. Or short walks. You can just do it in bits. Just just, get, just saying. <laughs> Nick looked at me like... Or like three three steps. You know? <laughs> Nick looked at me just like, you, you, you're a fool, Benji. You're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just my listening face. I thought, well, Benji might be saying something interesting here. Larry, well, he's I, got his listening head on. He's got his <laughs> listening head on. Um, Hello, come to slice of cake. Back to the email here. It says, while I'm here, have you, you had your meeting with Redacted about Redacted? <laughs> I'd like to get in touch with someone there, if I can, with a view to be Redacted. Well, just with a view to Redacted. Uh, thanks for all your hard work, and I hope you've made a full recovery. Don't work too hard. I just oh, thought I'd nice. include that what for two reasons email. to show what a lovely guy he is, and also just the whole business about the meetings. That that's me, because you know uh, Paul Cornell's a mover and a shaker, you know. And I just want to kind of associate myself with his importance in the industry by by making it seem like we have conversations about important things. You <laughs> see. So uh, that's uh, yeah, we were talking about something that I can't talk about at the moment. That's just that's, I I even hate myself for having left that bit in now. <laughs> <laughs> I just obviously there was I had a moment of ego there I was thinking oh this this might be uh, interesting well, just was, everyone sitting and listening and thinking you know Nick Briggs is such a he's so full of himself just always <laughs> redacted oh just redact yourself <laughs> Well, I think it's good to dangle a little line there, you know, just give people a little bit of bait there to to ruminate over. Redacted. Redacted. Uh, Here's one from Peter Wood. Hello again, Nick and Benji. Hello, Peter. 
I really should finish listening to the latest podcast before I email in. I emailed yesterday asking about any future plans for countermeasures, only to listen to the latest podcast, official launch date, 26th of August, 2018. This is quite an old one. And hear the news about that very team. Sad emoji. Sad emoji. I can fully appreciate it not being continued if it's not making the sales, but I would like to say just how much I enjoyed listening to them. Me too. Me too. Uh, the Countermeasures team were a fantastic addition to Remembrance of the Daleks, and it was a stroke of genius for Big Finish to give them a series of their own. Well, we're very grateful to Ben Aronovich and also to David Richardson, whose idea it was to, uh, to do it. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed each and every series and will certainly miss hearing new adventures aside from the legacy of time of course is there any chance of them guest starring in the main range perhaps with a different doctor just to really confuse them yeah i think we should do stuff like that yeah well, it's we, nice. don't, we want to carry on with them uh random fact says peter wood i'm sending this email on the 221st birthday of mary shelley best wishes peter wood i love a random fact the facts are great aren't they i have to admit it's rather marvelous facts they're great because they're true <laughs> Well, very much so, very much so. I mean, I'd be worried if they weren't. It'll be uh, my 221st birthday soon, actually. Are you excited for that? Are you doing anything yeah. nice? Uh, well, um, rising up from the grave, I can't imagine. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's, that's quite extravagant, you know, isn't it? It must be an important one. It's the uh, 29th of September, that is, actually. Yeah. You're going to do anything nice? Go skiing or yeah. something? Or hang what? gliding? Do you think that's nice? I'm not James Bond. <laughs> I thought you were. Oh, oh no! Oh, the secret's out. Yes, everyone oh. thought it was Idris Elba. Elba, <laughs> but it's in fact it's in fact me. Um, obviously, very credible as a, a, a soon-to-be fifty-seven-year-old bald chap with a big old white beard and a pair of glasses. Sounds more like and the a, villain, and a really, baggy, doesn't it? <laughs> baggy, not-fitting jacket that I'm wearing today. You see my, my look, it's right off my shoulders. It looks quite cosy, though. It looks quite comfortable. It's very comfortable. I love it, but I realise it does make me look like a sort of mad professor. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had a jacket. I, and like I, took, I took the sleeves up. Well, I got the sleeves taken up, and I had to have it for the same day. And so I picked it up, and the sleeves are ever so slightly too high. So then I, I spent the entire time feeling like Norman Wisdom, walking <laughs> around with these sort of comedy <laughs> sleeves. I, I thought, oh dear, I thought, dear, oh dear. But what can you do? Never mind, eh? Now, finally, then, this last email here from Peter Camara. Uh, Dear Nick and Benji, per Benji's Twitter request, I'm emailing you the official Ravenous to Readiness report from Pottstown, Pennsylvania, USA, (laughs) as Benji loves emails more than virtually anything, certainly more than lazy Twitter replies. So here we go. We are ready. Bring on the Ravenous. End of Readiness report. Thank you for that voodoo that you both do so well. Well, we are uh, witch doctors, aren't we, really? Witch doctors? Uh, Witch... Oh, I don't know. I've forgotten. The eighth doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's there from Peter Camara. End of email. I like that at the end. It's just making sure that we know. Yes. So you you obviously had a Twitter exchange with him. I have Twitter exchanges with lots of people, but yeah, we've... You know, I'm, I'm definitely sure we've we've communicated in the past on Twitter. And it is Chimera, is it not Chimera? It could be Chimera, but I don't know. Let us know, Peter. Let us know, yeah. But I'm I, sorry I sort if you've of, told us before. <laughs> I thought, you know, Chimera, Chimera, who knows? I just, I just pronounced Chimera. things wrong. Chimera, that would be good, wouldn't it? And now, competitions! 
scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, the wind is blowing. Let's wrap up our old competition. That's right, get the paper. Here we go. Got the sellotape, have you? Yep, very nice too. Right, so first then we'll whack in the prize. The prize there, Doctor well, I've Who. wrapped it up first. Oh, no. Oh, it's all right. Well, we'll, we'll be, uh, yeah, unwrap. There we go. Thank you. Thank you for that one. Yes, the prize for this one, Doctor Who, The Dispossessed, starring Sylvester McCoy, Sophie Aldred and Bonnie Langford in a tale of psychic strangeness in a forever night. The question, my dear boy, the question... I do uh, your owl for you. Oh, I love the owl. No, you did a great job there. <laughs> the owl's not featured this week, but now it yeah. has. So the question for this one, Ace's foot... <laughs> Sorry, I'm that's just a, practicing and like, that you're actually doing the podcast and I'm just practicing owls. That just that sounded a bit like the, the BBC wind, you know, the one where it's... The question on this one, Ace's first story on TV, uh, what was the title and who wrote the script? Subject line for that one, Ace! Uh, the closing date for that was Friday the 14th of September in the spooky psychic year of 2018. And the winner said Dragonfire by Ian Briggs. Any relation, Nick? <laughs> and that was from uh, Cynthia Henry of Minnesota, USA. And uh, the thing is, I don't believe that Ian is a relation of mine. I, I did. Uh, I seem to be meeting him all the time back in the day when he wrote Dragonfire because I was doing a lot of interviews at Doctor Who conventions. And maybe I only met him once, but it just seemed to be a big part of my life saying hello to Ian Briggs. And I think he was sort of thinking, what? That horrible little fan has got the same surname as me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to Nic Nicholas Briggs. Sorry, <laughs> Ian Briggs. What's happened to Nicholas Briggs? I've morphed into Ian Briggs. I just like this idea that you were really busy doing interviews and he kept coming over and saying, Hi, Nick, I'm your brother. And then you say, Sorry, I've got to go and interview um, Bonnie Langford over there. I was interviewing him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Yes, and Nick, I, I am your brother. And you're there going, Sorry, I didn't get that on the microphone. Um, uh, do you mind? No, no, never mind. We haven't got time. Just never mind. Lesson. I mean, I would, you know, uh, he wrote Dragonfire and, and I think I asked him about the cliffhanger question. Him and... Uh, uh, Chris Clough who directed it about the cliffhanger I like the cliffhanger just saying well it it's anyway uh, Sophie Aldred has the explanation so when you next see Sophie ask her about the reason for the the cliffhanger I mean it was a mistake basically they made a mistake uh, I'm so sorry I made a mistake and Cynthia, uh, Nick has put a digital download of the Dispossessed into your Big Finish download account. And Cheryl, in the Big Finish warehouse, hello Cheryl, uh, will be sending you the CDs. Yes. Cheryl yes. usually listens to this, or has done in the past, so that's yes. why I said hello. I wasn't just saying hello, it wasn't part of the email. Cynthia wasn't s saying hello to Cheryl. Well, maybe she is. I mean, I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting confused. Oh, I'm getting confused. Confusing. But anyway, I got an email from Cheryl saying that she was sending it out, so... You should cool. get it soon, Cynthia. And so, on to our new competition. The prize, Bernie Summerfield, The Story So Far, Volume 1. I should have mentioned Bernie Summerfield when we were chatting about and to Paul Cornell, the creator of Bernie Summerfield. You know, the beginning of the Big Finish audios. Tremendous. We're tremendously grateful to him for, you know, creating that wonderful character. Also, I just wanted to mention James Goss, who produces Bernie Summerfield for us, who's just doing such amazing work which is why i wanted to offer the story so far volume one here as as a prize because i think uh, you really ought to hear it um definitely 
One remarkable archaeologist, three remarkable adventures, time travel, Earth invaded, a wedding released to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the archaeologist and doctor's companion Bernice Summerfield. And the stories include Ever, ha Ever After Happy. It's really difficult to read that in the right order by James Goss, who I just bigged up just now. Bernie Summerfield is a young rebel living in the grounds of a military academy. Ooh, uh, the other one is The Grell Invasion of Earth by Jacqueline Rayner. Jack loves a bit of Grell. She really does. And I'm so <laughs> pleased she, she got to write some more Grell. Good fact. Jason Kane is still in love with Benny. Additional fact. He's using the time rings to prove it. Bad <gasps> fact. The year is 2150-ish and the Grell have invaded the Earth. See what <sighs> she did there. Yeah, uh, three. Braxiatel in Love by Simon Guerrier. Simon likes a saucy story, doesn't he? He likes he likes the grown-up thing. Likes the sauce. Uh, <laughs> Irving Braxiatel uh, likes to collect things. Things. And when he gains a fiance, Bernie Summerfield can't help but be suspicious. That's the prize. Anyway, I thought I'd better explain it a bit. Here's the question, Benji. Which TV Doctor Who story did Bernie Summerfield star actor Lisa Bowman feature in? Hmm. Subject line on your email should be Benny. And the closing date for entries will be the 28th of September, the day before Nick's 222nd birthday. <laughs> 221st don't make me older than oh I am oh god you've aged in another year sorry the winner will be entirely randomly selected by a method that's so random you'd never believe it good luck and with the competitions over that is the end of listeners emails too and what a ride it's been hasn't it oh marvellous so please do keep sending them in and maybe it could be you next week who gets your email read out Coming up soon, the good old Randomoid Selectatron randomly selecting something random for us to have a random chat about. It's all a bit random. In the meantime, here's me chatting with two of our lovely composers, Jamie Robertson and Howard Carter. And there are lots of lovely bits of music for you to sit back and enjoy. Jamie Robertson, welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Hello. <laughs> that's unusually brief for you jamie um listen we're talking to you because of all the marvelous music uh you do for us and we, we want to celebrate our composers um so take us on a little journey back in time how did you first get involved with big finish oh was that 2007 2008 i remember yeah. seeing uh, actually i'll tell you what it was uh an episode of doctor who had been on the tv and they said flick over to radio 7 now and you can hear um, I think it was Paul McGann, or, yeah, or yeah, one of been. one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, on, did on the they radio. do that? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. how I, I thought audio drama. I've done an audio drama, and then I, I think I dropped you an email or the company an email, and then you got back to me, and um, yeah, from there we went down to oh, come down and met you and Dalek right. Empire and the mm. long the long. Uh, stressed out nights were born <laughs> <laughs> no. and that has now consumed your entire life yeah, yeah well I remember oh. when David Richardson came in he said we want to use every single waking moment of your life is that what he said <laughs> yeah. he's a laugh he's a caution he's alright right. no it? but don't you know there's been times when you you get stressed and as you know with, with it all you can think oh yeah. god it's, I'm not going to hit the deadlines and that but it's all worthwhile in the end when, when you see the the fans faces and 
meet them yeah. and they say oh fantastic you know but also it must be worthwhile once you've created a bit of music and you're really pleased with what you've done and and the director is pleased as well yeah 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 definitely i mean uh i think i've worked with you mainly at first um mm. i kept you all to myself well, you're yeah, genius cause, yeah because obviously first it was dalek empire just the sound design because you did the music yeah. and then did, we yeah. and then we went on to um that would have been uh, the Chaos Pool. So that wasn't you, was it? No, no, actually, that was John Ainsworth, wasn't oh, it? Oh, blimey, yeah. was he? Oh, gosh, yeah. So don't really talk to him so much now, only briefly on Facebook. But, um, but yeah. yeah, and then it was yeah, Key to Time series, wasn't it? That's um, right, and yeah. Then and we John went, produced that mm, trilogy, mm. yeah. And then it went to Wirren Dawn. That was you. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was you. Good old Wirren Dawn. How yeah. is she these days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah. That was, yes, that was the uh, Eighth Doctor and, and Lucy. That's it. Yeah. I remember, do you remember that I said to you, when you did some music mm. as an audition, mm. I said, have you taken that from a, a film soundtrack album? <laughs> yeah. And you said, no, that was me. That's how good I thought it was. Oh, right. I, I okay, really, yeah. I thought... Oh, has he just used stock music here? Yeah, because just, yeah. This just So I knew, I thought, my God, this guy's a genius. Oh, yeah. Genius. Oh, lovely. I'm, even, I'm lucky you're even talking to me, Jamie. You should be, <laughs> should be a Hollywood star composer, frankly. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen. The, uh, these guys... Well, that's to our advantage. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, hi- yeah. it's highly unjust that you're not, because yeah. you're, you're absolutely good enough and should be doing it. Well, the thing is now, the technology we've got, we can literally create, you know... <clears throat> full orchestras from the computer yeah. i mean years ago if you wanted to, like when big finish started you would have had to have hired a Do you Ooh, mind? A howling dog. <laughs> oh. sorry that was moose <laughs> you've got a moose with that's, you no i yes, know your that's dog my is right. yeah yeah, Actually, yeah. I don't, what's that milk boy <laughs> <laughs> when you first started like big finish i think back then that would have cost you around fifty thousand just to have full orchestral Oh yeah, we yeah, could never have entertained exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean uh, that's the entire budget probably blown in in one recording yeah. of the with the orchestra. So the uh, but you know all that said, Jamie, it is the technology that's helped us. Mm, but also, as mm. I've discussed with you many times, your ability to orchestrate and know how an orchestra realistically plays your mm. musical talent, mm, basically, mm. you know is the thing that makes it work you know the technology is nothing without someone who's musically gifted driving it yeah i'm kind of lucky really because i've obviously studied gcse and a level music but there's like composers out there they've gone on to look universities you've got all of Mm. the the london you know music schools and that and but i couldn't do that so i'm pretty Mm. lucky where i am really having listened to soundtracks for years being a projectionist and i always have classic fm on when i'm what like doing the sound design it's nice in yeah. the background sorry we're just uh, names but other radio mm-hmm. stations are available <laughs> <laughs> so i don't mind yeah. you advertising but, classic FM. but but yeah it's, it's nice to lynn hear the way like the the way the composers always it's like an art, isn't it? Well, it is an art, you know, the way yeah, they, they dress up the sound of the orchestra with different techniques and, you know, articulations and everything they call it. So, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's, that's it really. That's a lot of listening. A yeah. lot of listening. Well, um, and you have a really fantastic musical talent, you really have. And you've been an inspiration to me. You always, I oh. mean, I love my work and I love the stuff 
that I do and then when you add your music to it it takes it to mm. another level so thanks mate mm. the, um, I mean you've still I can see in the background there as we were yes. on, as we were on uh, visual here uh, what yes. have you got there that's a, that's a oh that... some what that one up here yeah. that's, an, uh, that's a, a Roland SH201 uh, that ah, one is okay, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the other thing is just a MIDI keyboard I've got just an Alesis MIDI keyboard oh nice somewhere. well because obviously I've got various other ones stacked away <laughs> I've got access now to um, a Roland cloud thing so <gasps> and they keep releasing loads of classics and yeah. um, that's, that's not on there yet, actually, the SH. Um, oh, but they've got The a SH-101, lot of, the grey mm. one. I don't know where that is. That's in the corner down mm. there. You can't see it. But that's that's quite, the one I used to do all my sound effects on. That's all it. the hums and buzzes and clicks and wee. I, could, I felt I could do anything on mm. that thing. But we're in a, we're in a down age now. We have um, technology with all digital... Pl- People love to have the old analogue or, you know, the physical copies of yes. the machines. But... When you're chucking out so much music every week, sometimes yeah. it's quicker to have it as a plug-in. And, uh, yeah, and the course, Ro- Roland at the moment, I mean, I've, t- I've got some Roland stuff I've been using in the Fourth Doctor stuff, and it's just it's just nice to have it all. And it's actually their stuff. They've got the original sounds, and, and it's nice to be able to plop, plop it, in. It fits yeah, the exactly. era. Fits exactly, the era yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's it, yeah. I mean, and years ago, though, we would have had to have had a big old room stacked full of full yeah. of you know stuff and that you know like, like the old radio or phonic and that Peter and all them yeah uh, yeah I mm. love the way you talk about uh, composing music as chucking it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm chucking out some music for you, mate. That's, I like, a, that's a yeah. nice down-to-earth approach. Listen, yeah. we ought to talk specifics. Mm. Um, uh, we'll talk about some of your incidental music in a minute, but one of the uh, great functions you've fulfilled at Big Finish is that your ability mm. uh, to come up with a darn good theme tune. <laughs> so what was the first theme tune you did for us? I write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did, oh, Highlander, wasn't it? Was it? I think All it right, was. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I shall. I, have you got a copy of that you can send me that we can play yeah. to the listeners? Yeah. Good. Let's take a listen now. Yes, here it is. Mm, let it that in. I am immortal, born 400 years ago in the Highlands of Scotland. I'm not alone. There are others like me. Some good, some evil. For centuries, I have battled the forces of darkness with holy ground my only refuge. I cannot die, unless you take my head, and with it, my power. I am Duncan MacLeod of the Clan MacLeod, the Highlander. In the end, there can be only one. So hello, Howard Carter. Hello, Nick. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Um, uh, and you're all right, are you? Are you yeah, busy? I'm good. Always busy. Always busy. But um, you're yeah. busy on a big finish thing. Inevitably, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of unit going on um, at the moment, and then prep for River Song Series Five. Uh, we've got a studio session on Monday, which I'm helping out in, uh, which will oh, be are fun. You right? yeah. yeah, I've been prepping bits for that this week. And then, um, yeah, lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff for next year, which is very exciting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so what I want to do is uh, take us on your big finish journey and stop off along the way to listen to some of the, uh, your music. Fantastic. Uh, and how did the journey begin for you as if I didn't know? <laughs> well, it was through a lucky introduction to you, wasn't it? Um, through yeah. Justin Richards. I, I just graduated from uh, music school and uh, was sort of l- nosing around for jobs, working out what I was going to do with my life. And um, I was introduced to you, and um, I think the introduction was something along the lines that you needed sound designers and maybe someone who could do a bit of music. Being a bit of a chancer who'd never really done sound design but had done music, I thought, yeah, it's fine, I've got a Mac, you know, I can blag this. <laughs> so um, I think I sent you some of my university work, and we went from there, yeah. and I auditioned, and yeah, things started to snowball from there. And do you know what? It's nearly been 10 years now. Wow. As of next year, you've been lumbered with me for a decade. <laughs> well, it's probably the other way around. No. You're lumbered with us. <laughs> so, yeah. You did Patient Zero. Was that the first one you did? The first big one. I did a, a little Companion Chronicle before that, which I think was my um, sort of litmus test, if you like. And that, that wasn't entirely terrible. So I think you, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you were kind enough to uh, let me have a stab at something bigger. And yeah, it's Patient Zero. It's the first time we worked together, definitely. Yeah, I remember that. I really loved the music you did for that, I remember. Yeah, that was, yeah, good, blimey, going a long way back now, but yeah, good fun. What I was still the remember. Companion Chronicles? It's called The Steelers from Safe, Safe with a PH. With, oh, with, with Mary Tam, Yeah, exactly, that one, yeah. Wow, good yeah, Lord, I didn't know that day. was you. <laughs> um, okay, so there you are, you started uh, doing Big Finish stuff. Now, how soon did you, were you called upon to compose a theme tune? Um, I Probably quite late on, actually. I think it was when we got the licence for the new series stuff. Um, I mm-hmm. think the first one I did was probably, so, you know, that's not true. I rewrote one of the Doctor Who themes for A New Adventure for Damaged Goods, um, the Russell T. Davis story, but that was reworking the Doctor Who theme. But the first original one, I think, was Unit. Uh, right. which was a couple of years ago now um, yeah that's about right which was a huge amount of fun yeah. very exciting but um, the damaged goods Doctor Who theme what was your you know it's a huge responsibility to do the Doctor Who theme because oh, yes. you know, everyone has such expectations of it how did you deal with that responsibility and what were your thoughts about how to do it I mean it was a bit of a back and forth with Ken as I recall because um, he'd suge- well, him and David had suggested we'd, we'd do something new for that um, production and I had one stab at it and Ken very sort of kindly said, this is great, but it's it's just sort of variation on the theme of what we'd already got. So it's really sort of go dark, go uh, think Tim Burton, think Danny Elfman, go down that route. So I had a little bit of direction with, with that and I just thought, OK, so take the take the melody, put it into horns, you know, get some big string sections going on and just make it as dark and nasty as possible and um, had a couple of stabs at that and Ken was very happy so we went from there
great guys. We're lucky to have them on board, aren't we? Yeah. Love Talented we folks, them. all of them. And so dedicated as well. You know, they work so hard behind the they scenes do. doing all, all the different things and and filling lots of different roles as well. You know, I'm sure they probably they put cheese said, in some, bacon oh, in others. Oh, they do, yeah. And sometimes they just go for butter, you know, in, in extreme yeah. cases. But um, having a lovely time at the moment because uh, I've just finished doing the sound design on Ravenous 2, which has now gone to Jamie Robertson, who's now doing working his magic. And it's always a joy oh, yeah. when you get the email through with the music edit sent back, and you hear is just he's just got such wonderful, uh, <sighs> you know, his music is so brilliant, and he just does it so quickly. I mean, it's 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 crazy. It's he is a demon of d- d- genius. And same with Howard, you know, oh. Howard does the most amazing stuff. And Howard's such a lovely person. Like, whenever yeah. I meet him, it's just, he's just so nice and so lovely. And, and he's a wizard on the old keys as well. He's, a, he's good on the old ivories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit of a Both wizard. Both very talented, lovely guys. Indeed. And, uh, and very lucky to have them here at Big Finish, I think. Well, stop going on about it. <laughs> right, so, so, so now it's time, uh, ladies and gentlemen, f- for the Randomoid Selectron. Cue that epic music. Right, what we got? We got ourselves here a curtain call. It's Dark Shadows, number 39, Curtain Call. Oh, well, I know nothing about this. Neither do I. I'm not, I, I'm not a, a Dark no. Shadows guy, but... Um, but I, it it's, is. it's still wow. on my list. I'm slowly sort of working through watching them on Amazon Prime, but I get distracted by everything else on there. Well, let's have the trailer. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. Our next act defies belief and uh, definition. Dark Shadows. Curtain Call. Ladies first. I'm Joshua. Joshua King. And you are? The blatant queen of Sheba. Come on. Friends, I stand before you with a sermon. But I ain't pontificating from some dusty old Bible, no sir. For I want to see this unfair, topsy-turvy world set right. And those that would keep us poor folk down burned in a righteous fire. Who are you to judge me? I wasn't judging you. I was simply pointing out You know something. You're no better than those stuck-up sows by Central Park looking down their noses at me because I don't know a soup knife from a fish spoon. I think you mean a fish knife from a soup spoon. I see a future, friends, in which a man is judged not by the way he speaks or the contents of his wallet but by his deeds and by the contents of his heart. When a decent day's work gets a decent day's wage. Now tell me, miss, can you see a light at the end of the tunnel? I can. Oh, but it's beautiful. Then walk up. Walk up towards the light. Are those cages? You bet they are. But there's... There's people in there. If you can call them that. That was quite a performance you put on out there. Just a bit of play acting for the cheap seats. Gotta give them their money's worth. Ta! Here's to a wonderful partnership, Miss Faye. <laughs> I see carriages without horses. Moving so fast. Tunnels under the ground. 
boxes with moving pictures inside. Metal birds in the sky. So many people, so much noise. Make it stop. What? What happened? Oh, I'm no expert, but I think you may have had an attack of the vapours. I stepped off the stage and floated towards the heavens. Former mind reader Letitia Fay thought her musical days were behind her, but charismatic preacher Joshua King has other ideas. Little persuasion, Letitia becomes part of King's act. Magic mixed with a rabble-rousing call for revolution. Letitia enjoys the limelight, but is soon plagued by glimpses of a terrifying future. Is King's gospel all it seems to be? And what role does he really want her to play? Ooh, written by David Lemon. Mm. Directed by David Darlington and Joseph Lidster. Here we are. Um, the Dark Shadows range. It's just, if you're into spookiness and unnerving, uh, tickling down the spine, uh, the guys do great work. Uh, and uh, and Davy and, and Joe are great friends as well. Lovely people. To, to spend a few hours with over maybe um, a glass of something <laughs> so um, and they will be at Big Finish Day 2018 at the Quad so um, look forward to saying hi to them so it's so a good opportunity you can have a little listen listen to that one and then you, you, you know, go and ask them a few questions about it, eh? Hmm? Yes, and it will be available for a 20, with a 25% discount uh, on the site um, uh, there'll be uh, a link to it in the um, podcast uh, story in the in the uh, in the finish the, website the, yeah, yeah yes. raffia things that sort of, uh, sort of went missing confusion as to, to where things really are yeah things yeah. put their own just the night before around six o'clock thanks Ryan And so, as the podcast gradually closes its eyes and nods off to sleep, just time for Nick and I to make the magic that is a trailer for this ear flipping podcast. Available from Big Finish Productions from the 16th of September 2018, a podcast entitled Daleks and Big Finish Music. I'm Nick Briggs. This is Benji Clifford. Good morning, afternoon, evening or day. That's right, this week we taught latest releases Doctor Who the Dispossessed, Doctor Who the Dalek Occupation of Winter. And we've also got news, Nick. What news do we have? In the news, StarCop Series 2 out in December 2018. We've got the trailer. Big finish day, the 3rd of November at the Quad in Derby. Some autograph rules. And there's some fascinating piece about the podcast download button. <laughs> you got it there, son. And our guest stars this week is a joint thing. We've got the big finish composers, Jamie Robertson and Howard Carter. Ooh, and we will dramatise you with the Dalek occupation of winter. I mean, I've astounded myself. That was actually the most orderly trailer we've ever done. We're getting slicker at this, aren't we? You know, it's no, only been a few no, years. There's, <laughs> there's no actual upwards curve. <laughs> that was just a random blip of efficiency. Uh. <laughs> You know, sometimes we get sort of good and then they just fall flat on their faces I love that term a random blip of efficiency <laughs> that's just life summed up isn't it really <laughs> I do have a oh. cutting turn of phrase don't oh, I it's marvellous I love it love it <sighs>
And there you have it. Oh. Well, now, it's going down a storm, appropriately enough. Doctor Who, The Dalek Occupation of Winter by David K. Barnes, lovely fellow, and starring Maureen O'Brien, a sublime human being, and Peter Purvis, a lovely bloke, and me. Blah. Great cover, too, by Tom Webster, isn't it? It certainly is. It is incredible. It looks like you're looking back in time. I love it. Anyway, here it is. people knew what the planet was called because few people knew it was there. After all, it was so very far away. And it was cold. It sat there in space, alone, unspoiled, and devoid of life. Except for one area. The City of Winter. Come on! You'll be late! I don't care. What? I said I don't care, Amala. You do. Everyone's down there. Veranda, Meso, old Mrs. Cargillies. And she's dancing, Kenrick! You're missing Mrs. Cargillis' dancing in the street. Oh, come on, Kemrick. We haven't got long. I know that, thank you. You're not even wearing your trousers yet. She'll be here any second. Then she'll catch me in my underwear, won't she? Do you want to spend your last moments at home being forced into trousers by the chief of security? No. Good, because I'd laugh, but I'm not sure about anyone else. Put them on. Kemrick! Put them... You're right, these are my last moments at home, and if I want to take my time getting ready, Amala, I will do. I'm... I'm sorry. Right. I wanted to spend the morning with you, that's all, while I could. My little brother's going away and... You know I wish I could stay. Shouldn't have been so good at school then, eh? (laughs) Not that good. Clearly you are. I cheated. On the exams, I did on purpose, so they'd catch me. But they didn't care. Look the other way. Alpha Plus. You're too valuable, Kemrick. They need that big head of yours. (sighs) There's a hundred of you going up there today. And you're the best they've got. This city really, really needs you. Come on. I'm alright. At least the uniform fits you. Just about. It's too heavy. You'll be warm. I won't need to be where I'm going, will I? Oh, Marla, I don't want to go. Tough. Sorry. Thanks. I'd do anything to keep you. But that would be selfish, wouldn't it? Not in the interests of the people. So, 
Look, you're the first person in our family who's actually mattered. Don't say that. What would Mum have said if she were here now? Nothing useful. Kemrick. She'd say she was proud of me. She loved me. She'd think about me every day because she'd have to because she was never going to see me again. And that goes double from me. It shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't. Well, it is. So... I'm scared. I should get that. I finish getting dressed. I said get dressed. Yes. In your room. Shoes. Outside the door stood Winter's chief of security, Jacqueline Carner. A severe woman, displeased with practically everything and everyone. Miss Voss. Good morning, Chief Officer. I'm collecting your brother for the ceremony. Uh, he's just getting ready. He's had all morning to get ready. Molly needs a bit more of it. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure you are. It's been a long week, Miss Vost. Lots to prepare. Uh, yes. Not very big in here, is it? I'm... What? Big. In here. Are they all like this? I think so. What are they paying you factory workers these days? <laughs> Not enough. To move, I mean. Oh, well. Still, once your brother's gone, you'll have all the space you need. Yes. Hmm. Kenrick Vost, I am waiting. I'm here, I'm here. Very smart. Doesn't he look smart? He does. Kenrick Vost, are you ready to receive the greatest honour that winter can bestow upon you? I am. Well, off we go then. Enjoy the ceremony, Miss Vost. Kemrick, I love you. Fast! Oh. <laughs> Goodbye. Outside in Winter's bustling market square, the people were celebrating the upcoming ceremony. Undeterred by the frost and occasional piercing winds, their excited chatter filled the air, partially obscuring the sound of something resembling a police telephone box, as it materialized unobserved behind a row of brightly colored tents. After a few moments, one of its doors opened and out stepped a tall and handsome young man who winced as he realized his shirt sleeves provided slim protection against the local weather. Oh, you were right, Doctor. It's cold. Yes, and of course it's cold. It's snowing. You couldn't fetch me a coat, could you? I'm not a porter. The young man, Stephen, was followed by an even younger woman, who, unlike him, had had the foresight to put a coat on first. Stephen, why don't you ever check the scanner? I like to see things firsthand. Besides, he wouldn't open the door if it was dangerous, would he? <laughs> you must be joking. Oh, come on. You must have landed somewhere without unspeakable terrors lurking in the shadows. Oh, uh, yes. Ancient Rome. I had a marvellous time there. 
Such a pity the doctor burned it down. He what? Well, not personally, but it was his idea. Finally, they were joined by a man much older than they could possibly have known. The doctor, wrapped in a long black cloak and wearing his astrakhan hat. Right, sir. Uh, now, Stephen, put this on, for heaven's sake. <sighs> Thanks. Where are we, Doctor? The ship doesn't appear to know, my dear. Whatever this planet is, it's on the edge of the galaxy, and its icy temperatures make it inimical to civilized life. Doesn't sound inimical to me. Yes, well, the readings may be a little out of date. There'd be no point in traveling if there weren't things to learn. Hmm? Oh, wherever we are, it sounds like fun. Let's look around. Ah, cha cha cha. Don't be so hasty. Sorry, Doctor. What do you think we should do? Uh, well, uh, as it happens, uh, I think we should look around. Hey, come along. Come along. <sighs> the travellers followed the row of tents until they emerged into the busy market square. Vendors sold their wares of warm food and clothing and entertainers performed for the crowds. Vicky and Stephen were soon diverted by a fire-breathing act. But the doctor's interest had fallen upon something else. Vicky, over here. Hey, doctor, you should see this. Isn't she great? Yes, yes, highly impressive. But, but this is much more curious. What have you got there, doctor? Vegetables. Oh. <laughs> Lots of them. And fruits. And they seem remarkably fresh. Well, I should hope so. Nobody wants to buy rotten fruit. Oh, I can see you haven't grasped my meaning. Where's Stephen? He's still watching... Oh. Well, he was still watching the fire breather. He, he must have seen something else. Oh, when will that young man learn to follow our example? Our example? You're always wandering off. Only if it's important. <sighs> All right. What's so important about vegetables? Where did they come from? They were grown. How? I don't know. No, I know you don't know. On a planet like this, growing this sort of produce must be quite a task. Almost impossible. And yet, look around you. There's so much of it for sale. Huh. They store it for winter. There's one thing the ship did tell me about this planet. Its winters last for 500 years. So, where does all this food come from? Hmm? Hey, Doctor, look at these. Vicky had found a stall selling what looked like peaches and pomegranates in a variety of eye-catching colors. Oh, I, I must admit, they do look appetizing. Let's buy some. No, no, I don't think so. Why? Well, if you happen to carry the local currency, my child, then be my guest. Oh, yes. Here, lady, don't worry. Taiwan, on the house. Really? Go on, it's graduation day. Graduation day? Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> That's why you're all celebrating, is it? Oh, of course it is. And... This is the middle of your planet's winter, is it not? You what? Is he a bit funny in the end? Mm, yes. 
Yes, that's it. What? Gotcha. <clears throat> yes, it's graduation day, isn't it, Grandad? Yeah, when the clever kids go off to do all their science stuff. Don't you use that tone with me, young man. Now, now, calm down, Doctor. We've all warned you about your blood pressure. Well, I... I but you... I'm sorry about this. Just now he was even asking how you grow all your food. Nothing to do with me. I'll just pick it up from a local goods depot, same as the others. Yeah. You're not inspectors, are you? I'm fully licensed, look. No, honestly, no. But um, just for him, could you tell us how the food gets to the um, goods depot? Well, that's what we're celebrating, isn't it? <laughs> the new kids going to the research place to grow us all the food we need, dedicating their lives, they are. It's no joke. <laughs> yeah, take a bite of that frost pear, okay, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, that's delicious. Doctor, have some. No, thank you. Now, are you sure you haven't got any money? Because if you like that, I can do you a great deal on a dozen for the price of ten. No, uh, no, we'd better be on our way. Doctor! Oi, oi, wait a minute! Still talking. Well, perhaps I've just gone a little funny in the head. Hmm? We wanted information, but I didn't think we should draw attention to ourselves by telling everyone we're complete strangers. On the whole, I'd say I did rather well back there. Don't you think, Doctor? Uh, under the circumstances, perhaps, but just you watch yourself. I've become somewhat used to making a strong first impression. And you only get to make them once. Yes, Doctor. Now, where's that boy Stephen got to? Oh, I can't turn my back on either of you for one moment. Stephen had found himself drifting through the market. He was starting to enjoy being around people who were actually happy and not being menaced by bug-eyed monsters or time medals. A large throng of people queuing for hot drinks made him alter course down a series of side streets and he was now looking for the best path back to the others. I bet the doctor's complaining about me already. One of these streets must take me... Uh... Oh, don't say I've stumbled upon the one person in trouble around here. Oh, well. Hello? Someone there? No! No? No, th there's no one here. Oh, <laughs> I see. It's just, I'm fairly sure I heard someone. Imagined it, didn't you? Uh, keep walking. You don't want to miss the... Don't want to miss the ceremony. Actually, I, I'm a bit lost. I don't suppose you'd be able to show me the way back to the market. Uh, along this street. Uh, keep going left. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm Stephen, by the way. Stephen Taylor. What? My name, Stephen. Oh, uh, Amala. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm.